Little John to Queen's Knight 4. It's a well-known fact that there's nothing terrorists hate more than freedom, democracy, turkey legs, chainmail, jousting, and frothy mead. So it seems only fitting that I spent last Sunday, September 11th, 2011, upstate at a Renaissance fair. I have attended two other Renaissance fairs, one on purpose and one inadvertently. Trust me, it happens. But this was the first time I was attending one where I knew full well what I was getting myself into. I knew there would be wenches, fake accents, extraneous whys thrown into words for no reason, jesters, people yelling, huzzah, bored children, and dudes on stilts. But as I soon learned, even a seasoned Renaissance man like myself can be surprised once in a while. To transport oneself from 2011 into ye olden times, all it takes is 20 bucks and a trip to the Port Authority to hop on a bus to Tuxedo Park, New York. Yes, Tuxedo Park is the name of an actual town. People always mock my hometown of Gilderland, New York, for sounding like it was named after something out of a Ren Fair, but as it turns out, Renaissance Fairs take place in far more stupid-sounding locales. Anyway, about an hour northwest of Manhattan lies the sleepy town of Tuxedo Park, and inside Tuxedo Park lies Sterling Forest. Not to be confused with Sterling, New York, which is home to New York State's other Renaissance Fair. Try to keep up here, people. Eight weekends out of the year, Sterling Forest transforms itself into a strange amalgam of Sherwood Forest and a live-action version of Monty Python and the Holy Grail by becoming, you amateur trumpet-blowing, the New York Renaissance Festival. Upon entering the festival, you're immediately overwhelmed by stimuli. Confusing, conflicting stimuli. You thought you were being transported to England circa the 16th century, but then you see a bunch of Scotsmen walking around in kilts playing bagpipes. And then another dude dressed as 1800s Captain Jack Sparrow juggling bowling pins, and another dude dressed as a zombie drinking beer? Was that just Darth Vader posing for a photo with a Viking? What the hell is going on here? You see, there are definitely varying levels of commitment to the Renaissance Fair's historical accuracy, both by the attendees and the fair workers. Some people played a little fast and loose with the time period. The time period even. Wandering deeper into the festival, it becomes apparent it's essentially an alternate reality Disney World on a far, 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 far smaller budget. There are shops selling wares, games of luck and skill, rides, costumed entertainers walking around entertaining, and stage shows to see. All extremely low budget. Just to give you a baseline, the rides mostly consist of sitting in a wooden barrel tied to a rope as a dude swings the barrel around. That'll be $3, please. Fun fact, many fair patrons pay for everything in dollar coins. As I was buying a cup of apple cider, I avoided the Pepsi, I'm a method Renfair attendee. I noticed there was a Susan B. Anthony dollar in ye oldie tip jar. Did someone really tip you with a dollar coin? I asked. Yeah, people really get into character. Oh, well, I guess next time I should bring... Please don't do that. We hate that. Like I said, some people are more committed than others. For example, the proprietor of Tony's Roast Beef and Pastrami... Tony, presumably, is less dedicated than the guy running the steak-on-a-steak shoppy. I mean, neither are probably particularly historically accurate, but Tony isn't even trying. At least the steak-on-a-steak guy's heart is in the right place. 
The most historically plausible portion of the New York Renaissance Fair is probably the living chess match. Historically plausible probably isn't the right adjective, but canonically accurate sounds like I'm talking about Marvel rebooting Spider-Man, and factually correct definitely isn't right, so we're sticking with historically plausible. You'll see why soon enough. The story behind the living chess match goes like this. Robin Hood and his merry men have stolen a treasure chest full of tax money on its way to the Queen of England. The Sheriff of Nottingham catches wind of this and finds Robin and co. and their stolen booty, and just as the Sheriff and his cronies are about to take out the lot of them, the Queen shows up! OMG! You with me so far? Good, because shit's about to get real. You see, the Queen doesn't know who to trust. The Sheriff is a swarmy dude, and Robin is just so dreamy. So she needs a way to settle this dispute. This is fortunate because it just so happens Robin and his merry men and the sheriff and the gang just so happen to be standing on, wait for it, a life-size chessboard. Naturally, the queen decides a chess match is in order. And who better to referee the game than William Shakespeare? Of course. So yes, Shakespeare sets up the board and the sheriff and Robin Hood start ordering their people around the board. This continues for about four or five moves until Robin takes one of the sheriff's pawns. That's when things start getting weird. I assumed it was just going to be a standard chess game. I was wrong. I was dead wrong. What followed was the strangest pro wrestling match known to man. Pieces fought man to man, sword to sword, sometimes two on two, and most importantly, never adhering to the rules of chess. Ultimately, it came down to king versus king, Robin versus sheriff, which is a definite no-no in chess. Ultimately, Robin won the queen's money and made Marion's hand in marriage, obviously. You'd think once you've seen one Renaissance fair, you'd seen them all, but this trip proved that is not the case. As I exited the fair, there was a sign that said, Caution, reality ahead, followed by, Come back soon. Well played, New York Renaissance Festival. I think I will. I mean, I kind of have to. After all, in the four weekends leading up to Halloween, Sterling Forest becomes the Forest of Fear, which is rated the number three haunted house in America by Haunted Attractions magazine. <laughs> suck it, Terror Town in Toledo, Ohio. Oh, and suck it, actual terrorists. <laughs>